0: Ready, guys! Three, two, one. Yeah, yeah. we're the oxymorons. the oxymorons,
1: and you are listening to the, the itch. Bitch, the Crash, crash! This is your number one station, your official station.
2: You're listening to the itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan.
0: And I'm Aaron, and this week, we're scratching the itch to play the long game. Back at the very beginning of when we were just starting to dabble in doing interviews for this podcast, we had a close call interview opportunity with today's artist, and so that was in 2020. Here we are two and a half years later, and this interview finally happened. So we were super excited to finally get to speak with one Jordan Edward Benjamin, he of the three first names also, and perhaps better known as grandson. You
1: know, it's always been really funny when everybody refers to him as Jordan. Like everyone knows him as Jordan. And I don't I don't know him personally. <laughs> I didn't anyway. We do not before this. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it's it's just been surreal to uh, to be able to get to that level where I can call him Jordan. <laughs> it's a it's like a, a goal that we've had in mind six months after we started this podcast
0: you guys have been playing grandson on the radio show for many years now, for almost as many years as he's been releasing recorded music. Basically. Cause I remember when we first started this podcast, he was like pretty much the it artist that you guys were playing and talking about all the time. Like he was the guy yeah. and not that that fandom has swayed in the time since then, but it just to add a little bit kind of further context to why this was a, a big one for us.
2: Definitely. And so we've, had the close call of the interview, and we kept reaching out. We were fortunate enough to hear his previous album uh, early and do an episode on that. So we've had connections with grandson, but we just have never done the interview until now. But this one's a good one because we get to basically coincide with the release of his newest album.
1: Yeah, the interview happened the day before the album was released. Uh, He actually refers to his uh, watch party that he had, uh, that that evening, which I got a chance to check out as well. It was I did, too. It was definitely qu- the party, man. Like uh, it was <laughs> a whole bunch of people that all helped contribute the album. Uh, they all came up and like kind of like did this dance with him on stage. Uh, yeah. It was it was really fun. I enjoyed myself.
0: <laughs> the album is called I Love You. I'm trying. It is out right now and you can check it out. Grandson is also interesting for us because his sound is a little bit a little bit off to the side of of what I would call a more typical itch sound. Yeah. There is rock involved, but he's he's almost more of what I would call like an alternative hip-hop artist, maybe, or even yeah. like an electronic in some times.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So he's, he's very fluid and a mixture of a lot of things. But he still
1: has that unique guitar sound that comes into a lot of his songs, and actually that's one thing that we got a chance to talk to him about.
0: And it is definitely true to say that He does rock. If you've seen him on stage, you will know that for sure.
2: Definitely.
1: One thing that was really awesome for me, actually, this whole week was real surreal uh, because, you know, we we were going to talk about it here soon in a a couple episodes or so. uh, But we had the pleasure of meeting RJ and Lizzie Hale. The night before, which is my wife's favorite artist. And then the very next day, we interviewed grandson, which is my son, Dean, who's seven years old, his favorite artist. And uh, <laughs> it, it was awesome. Like, he, you know, you'll hear it. He came into the room to meet him and he was speechless. Uh, he actually said these like, I, I was just so nervous. I didn't know what to say. Uh, which is funny because leading up to it, he's like, Oh, I'm going to ask him a question. He was all acting hot. And you know, he's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and inter- ask, uh, interview him and ask him a question. And as soon as he saw grandson, he just froze <laughs> stage fright. Yeah. So it was, it was awesome. It was cute. And one thing I've absolutely loved is uh, Dean loves the new album. Like we haven't been able to stop listening to it. Cause Dean's always like, can you play drones? Can you play this song? Can you play that song? <laughs> like, yeah, dude, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs>
2: So if Dean loves it, you're going to love it too. Without any further ado, here's our conversation with Grandson.
3: I keep letting you down, there's no annoying. I love you, I'm trying, I love you, I'm trying, I said it gets better.
0: Oh, we got a, we've got a guest yeah. <laughs> he came in real quick. <laughs> this man doesn't, wasn't going to wait. No,
1: <laughs> I thought he was like downstairs, you know, we can-
0: right? So do we, yo, hello, what up? <laughs> he gets fresh and clean before a conversation. Like we do. That's a good plan.
3: Just itching my man, just staying itchy with it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Very nice. There he is. <laughs> hello adorable family
1: hello. <laughs> yes uh real quick i, I just want to introduce you my son because this he, you are one of his favorite artists actually let me uh take you out he actually was singing your song your songs when he was three and he's seven now so
3: oh man what's going what's the little dude's name
1: dean my son is dean
3: hi dean hi i'm grandson <laughs> it's nice to finally meet you yeah. Which of my songs was Dean singing?
1: Uh, fallen,
3: actually. <laughs> a terrible parents. Wow.
2: Alrighty, then.
3: So- We're going into the back catalog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just the happy-go-lucky ones. I love yeah. to hear it. Well, Dean, thank you for being a grandson fan. Granny loves you, and I'm happy to be hanging with your dad having a little conversation. All right, ma'am. Have fun. Thank you. Very cool. nice to meet you guys wow i wish every interview started like that That's-
0: we were gonna we were gonna warm up a little bit first and then uh, have we're done in, here but-
3: thanks you guys sure. all downhill from here That's all this, it? up next a conversation with dean yes <laughs> just yeah. the two of us
0: <laughs> we- we actually had that idea earlier. Like sometime we now just have <laughs> Dean come on and give us
3: his musical recommendations. Oh my Cause... God. What an adorable little human being you have there. I, it's also insane to me that like I've been doing this now four or five years and that like, <laughs> like, dude, I listened to you when I was like four and I'm like <laughs> right. 19 now. I'm like, what? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> it's been happening more and more. People being like, yeah, I listened to you when I was like seven. I'm like, you're taller than me. This is crazy. <laughs> So, if you could be so lucky, I guess. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I get it. It's it's a good problem to have, I think, for sure. <laughs> well, what are we chatting about? Let's get into it. Hey, hey.
0: Yeah. Well, we figured we give you our little kind of housekeeping spiel, and uh, get sure. moving right along. I know you're on a time limit today, so we're going to try to keep it to one Zoom room. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. we'll ask people to come back, but we'll let you get okay. on about your All other right. business. Let's see
3: if we can keep it keep it tight. I appreciate that. We'll we'll yeah. do that for you. Yeah. Well, you got a busy day. <laughs> yeah. No, nothing going on. You know. <laughs> <laughs> most, most meaningful work of my entire career coming in. It's fine.
0: There we go. That's what we're going to spend most of our time on here. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we are The Itch. My name is Aaron. It's nice to meet you.
3: Hi, Aaron. My name
1: is
2: Dan. Hi, Dan. And I'm Casey.
3: What's up, Casey? I'm Jordan.
2: Yeah. All right. Colloquially, go by. Colloquially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a funny story about that. We actually have some music fam in common with you. Uh, we've had the Oxymorons on on the show. Nice. And we were thrilled that you had them on tour with you because those guys deserve everything.
3: Yeah, those guys are such good dudes. They're they have such big hearts. They're a great, great live band, like oh, yeah. very yep. classic MCing crowd hyping. Yep riffing off of one another yeah we had a real good tour that time that was that was like one of those ones where everyone's just friends with each other and like it's just the right vibes for sure
2: that is awesome we were hanging out with dave before one of the shows in st louis and uh and he's like oh i'll text jordan right now i need to text him back actually
0: (laughs) that was the story no yeah he's like who's on your wish list who you're trying to get and we're like we've been trying to get grandson for a while We would love that. And he's like, yeah, I'll text him. We're like, dude, "Dude, we're we're not trying to take advantage of that. That's all right. But
3: (laughs) we appreciate it. But (laughs) man, I should hit him up. It's been a minute. I love those dudes. Hit him up.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, we're The Itch. We've been a a college rock radio show in St. Louis for almost 20 years. And uh, when the pandemic hit, we started doing a podcast as well. And now we've kind of moved into being primarily artist interviews which is How awesome. Cool. Yeah. We get so much insight into what goes into all this work that you guys do. Um, so it's been great for us. And so, yeah, our whole thing is hopefully with there being three guys here who have known each other that long to create a you know very open, welcoming environment that people are cool and comfortable with. You'll see us more on the socials after this as well, not just promoting the episode, but you know shouting encouragement and whatnot. And so get ready for that kind of stuff. <laughs> needed. it.
3: I needed it. I needed to be adopted by a new, a new bro, bro hang. So yeah, thank yeah. you guys. I'm we got looking you. forward to it. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm happy we could make it work. Yeah,
0: we got you. These guys, Dan of Casey have been playing you on the radio since that first EP, I believe.
3: Yeah. Yep. Wow. That's yeah. five years. That's a long time ago, man. So thank <laughs> yeah. you. Thank you for yeah. all the
0: support. Yeah. We got a lot to talk about and obviously you got a lot going on here. And so we're ready to dive into it.
3: Let's Yeah.
1: So when I saw you on Shiprocked, you stated during your main stage set that show was going to be the last time you were playing a lot of your older songs. And so after listening to the new album, reading the journey that led to the new album, I Love You, I'm Trying, I'm assuming at the time you're kind of referring to your more political songs. And so, you know, I know on the new album, you're not necessarily giving up the fight, but it does seem that the fight might have kind of worn you down. Can you further
3: explain that? Yeah, wow, totally. I mean, I wouldn't say that necessarily the... I feel worn down so much as, as a songwriter. I felt like there was just this inflection point where I took this time off of the road to try to figure out what I wanted to say and do next with my career. And I felt really, really lucky that I've been you know, able to build this relationship to an audience over the years. And I just didn't know that I ever felt like I had taken the time to build that personal connection. And... Mm. I think that I have these strong opinions as it relates to um, addiction, to mental health. These are uh, topics that, that my music's covered a lot over the years, but I'm not sure I ever really went in in depth and used these songs to kind of set up why and how those things relate to me. And so I think that that was the genesis of this new album. It's not so much that, I'm announcing that I'm hanging up my boxing gloves and I'm like done with the fight. I think yeah. I think that there will be time and space that I'll continue making songs that are very pointed politically and with, it, with a really clear sense of social justice. But I think with this album, and I think in general with these feature full-length albums, I want to use them as these kind of time capsules for me and my fans. And so I think that... Um, the album itself took this more personal turn around the summer of last year where I came home and I just was kind of, I didn't really want to be like rock and roll South park. I didn't want to just go, okay, well, what do we got today? (laughs) Me and my ghost writers like, Oh, you know, food scarcity, say less. I'm on it. Caravan (laughs) of immigrants. Like I just, um, I felt like it would be a good opportunity for me to like use this album pivot a little towards the soundscape I want to be doing, which is more alternative hip hop, hmm. alternative pop, alternative rock, a little less of like an active rock or a little less EDM, a little more dialed in sonically at, while also using the storytelling aspect of it to try to make an album that felt like really me and really original and really, um really honest. So that was the, headspace I was in. And when I said that on the cruise, I was wrong. I was lying. I'm playing a bunch (laughs) of my old shit, honestly. I I think I was just ready to I was just so sick of the set that I had and just was feeling really stuck. So I was trying to make that ship rock like I've like thought about, you know, retiring or hanging up my album so many times that everyone around me like just rolls their eyes at this point. But But I did, I mean, I, I did have to make some tough cuts like to make room for this new body of work that I love. And it's a badass new live set. It's changed a lot since January and uh, it's going to be really good. So that I hope covers some of the, the top. Nice. yeah, Absolutely.
2: I do have to say this really quick. Um, you've ruined me uh, in, that, in that. Period. End of the sentence. Sorry. And, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, stop. End, end of the thing. No. Uh, every time a mass shooting happens, I instantly hear thoughts and prayers in my head or sing it out loud. And it's just... And then also, like, overwhelming sadness comes over me, like, that it's happened again. It's just... Every time it happens, that's that's what goes through my head. Thoughts and prayers.
3: You want to hear something fucked up? Is that sometimes I find out about mass shootings because people keep posting and tagging... like. I'm like, what's, what's happening right now? And then I check online and it's like this song that I wrote about mass shootings and it's not so much necessarily about mass shootings as much as the, the inaction, you know, it's the, it's the condemnation of like, if only there was something that could be done says the man in the position to do something, you know, like, yes. So I think that, um, yeah, it's, devastating i don't even know what to say about it it's it's i don't know what's more it's just the fact that that song remains so relevant the fact that we have so little to show for the last five years and all these dead kids is um is frustrating
2: well and that's that's the main point what's even sadder about it it's the situation's gotten worse and not better
3: yeah. I'm not really sure where, where that's going. Um, I do yeah. think there must be some sort of turning point. I'm just not really sure what it's going to take. If, if not Uvaldi, if not Sandy hook, if not like children, Ar- aren't these Republicans so worried about the sanctity of children? Isn't that why they're all pro-life? Isn't that why yeah, being they're born? trying to, ex- you know, uncover this pedophilia ring? Like, Okay, so you guys care so much about children' lives. Well, look what's happening in these circles, right, right. and I'm not suggesting that that will never happen again. If you, I, I don't even, yeah. I, I don't yeah. even know where where you would start banning these these guns that you can shoot a lot of people in not a lot of time. I mean, that makes like sense to be a good place to try to stop it, but ultimately, I think, um, I don't know what it's going to take. But I do, you know, you see these young people are not going to tolerate or accept a reality in which their kids are going to have to go through this. The more that you shoot one child, you're leaving 300 other kids traumatized. You're leaving families behind. You're leaving behind this this feeling that doesn't go away. And I'm hopeful that when that generation grows up and when kids that were born in 2008 you know, are voting and they are participating in shaping America. Hopefully these conversations can come up with a bit more urgency, but yeah. mm-hmm. maybe nothing will happen. We'll see.
2: We'll see. But I totally agree with your sentiments there.
3: Yeah. Well, and
1: I think that kind of leads perfectly into the album title itself too, because it kind of feels like you're talking to your fans. Like, you know, I'm out here doing what I can. I love you. I'm trying, but it's just, it is what it is almost. But, uh, and it's, by the way, it's a phenomenal album. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening, Dan. Yeah. One of the things that I, I was just saying right before we got on is between your EP, your album, and the new album, all of them have like completely kind of different sounds. They still sound like grandson, but they're all really, really good in their own right. And I think it was kind of like you said earlier, which just really tied it in for me, was that you're kind of t- trying to take a snapshot of that that year. And it's. I think you're doing a great job with that for sure.
3: Thanks so much. Yeah, I definitely if people ask what kind of music I make, I say it's alternative. And sometimes, I don't know, it's even alternative to the thing I just made. Like I I do try and stay on top of this feeling of like, I like being in, in new territory creatively. I think that, maybe that's why i've taken this, you know, journey through something more personal and, and vulnerable if only to shake shake things up creatively. i just i don't want to wake up and be one of these guys that just kind of like rolls out of bed and treats rock and roll like a job. like can you think of anything sadder? Yeah. Right. Yeah. than the ringing out of human emotion for your personal, you know, real estate project like Yeah. I don't know, there's just something so lame about it. So i think that that's what compels me to just keep searching and make music that sounds different from one day to the next. And also, you know, I don't make music alone in a vacuum. I work with an incredible bunch of writers and producers that are personal friends of mine that have been with me for a long time in this journey. Like I'm still making music with the guys that I started with six, seven years ago. So the fact that there's a lot of space for me to change things that weren't not working that can be really a lot to ask of people, you know, even in a relationship, like when things feel good, but you're just ready for something new. It's really, it requires a lot of um, buy-in for everyone to to follow me down those kind of rabbit holes creatively. But just going back to the album title. Yeah. I think that it does speak to a certain desperation and there is something I feel personally, I, I, I don't know how three years got away from me. I mean, we put that first album out in 2020 during the pandemic, um, spent, you know, a lot of 2021 writing, but really just kind of waiting. Yeah. I couldn't just, what was I going to write about? Yep. I wrote this album about pandemic. I'm in the pandemic. What the fuck am I going to do other than like go for a run? Like, I don't really know. And then as soon as I got vaccinated, I went on, I went on back on the road and, yeah. all of a sudden everyone was looking for this kind of Goldilocks. Like we need an artist this big, that can play to this many people whose music was sounds like this. And I just found myself doing Imagine dragons, Avril Lavigne, Deftones, bring me the horizon. And all of a sudden last year kind of got away from me too. So I think that the album title also kind of alludes to just like, I don't want to be an artist that puts out an album every two years, three years. And, uh, it's an album I made for my fans first and foremost. I think more than ever, this album for me personally was for the people that are that are here with me on this journey. And should this album um, become an, an opportunity to bring more fans into the fold? Will, will new grandson fans come from this body of work? I hope so. But I think that the intention was certainly to... Um, just make something for us and so i think that the album title kind of touches on that
2: yeah we also there's one particular track on the new album that we wanted to ask about and that is heather because it's just such a heart-wrenching gut punch of a of a song and so is that like for one is there like one specific person behind that song or is it like for your fans
3: I think it, it it is more for my fans, though there are really specific and acute instances um, where, where that has happened. Um, especially, unfortunately, what's been crazy is I, I began to preview that song yesterday and I've gotten to hear so many stories of, of fans of mine that that are no longer here. When I first set out to make it, it was a thought experiment around... Um, It was a combination of feelings. Number one, it was navigating the loss of some fans. I would have friends or family members reach out to me and say that we lost somebody who was a big fan of yours and send me a picture of us together and say thank you for taking the time that day. Um, And then there was also alongside that, this feeling when I first started doing, playing headline shows in these cities in Europe that felt far away where i was kind of one of the first you know really fully internet artists where i didn't mm-hmm. really i mean i grew up in toronto but that's not where i built my fan base i moved to los angeles but i don't know if i'm really an la band like yeah. i'm i'm kind of an internet kid you know and so those first fans did kind of come in from all over the place whether it was Spotify playlists or, you know, YouTube or whatever it was. And a lot of those fans, I I started to wonder, will they be there for when I finally do make it to those cities that I'm finally going to? So yeah, it's a super personal song. It's, it's absolutely been something that I struggle with in this line of work. um, Yeah. Between grandson fans and, you know, at a pretty young age, 23, 24 years old was when I, did my feature with Mike Shinoda and that was yeah. when I brought in a lot of the Lincoln park community, um, mm-hmm. who are some of the, you know, the most dedicated fans in the world who love music so passionately, but also it is a community that, that has been affected really s- severely through mental health and through suicide. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's been really, um, f- lib- freeing to get that one out and to get that one off my chest and, it was meant to be this time capsule for me and my fans. And I had been dealing with my own um, shit this summer. And I guess it was sort of an affirmation of like, well, if you guys don't go anywhere, I won't go anywhere. And um, there you go. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, hearing it for the first time, it's going to get people right in the feels. And then the more you listen to it after it, you start kind of picking apart some of the lyrics and the the words behind it. But the first listen is very heart wrenching.
3: Mm. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, that's, I tried to wrench your heart and. You uh, <laughs> he succeeded. That's why
2: I liked
1: it. Yeah. You did a really good job with that song. And, and you know, honestly, like the whole album is, is really this way. One of the things that I compare it to is bad Flower in the sense that you do such a great job of descriptive writing that you paint a picture so well. That's what really kind of kicks you in, in like the gut what, on that song is your ability to paint your picture with the, the lyrics. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I love that fucking band. I mean, I love, that. I love those guys. <laughs> They're so good. That album, their new album was just so, so good. Right. So slept on, in my opinion. Yeah. I think that Josh does a really great job being super descriptive. And I mean, they're, they're going to be a big band for a long time, I think. Yeah. If they just keep going, like, he's just, he's a sick in the head individual. He's so good. He's such (laughs) a good guitar player. The other guys in the band are, yeah. You know, they're they're doing their thing too. They're they're handsome gentlemen. They'll be fun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we actually saw you in St. Louis go on stage with them at Point Fest and do a song together. That's right. You that know, was I was awesome. trying to get
3: them to come on tour with me this year, but they're uh <laughs> I don't know. They're too big now. I was like, can't, y'all can't, y'all can't even break off Canada for me. Come on, bro. Like, <laughs> Let me get on. I know you're not popping in Canada like that. Let's go, man. Come on. Let's go hang out for a month. But no, they're doing their own thing and they're fucking awesome. I love this guy. Yeah. I think, man, I'm trying
0: to figure out which direction to go. I got a few things that I'm really interested in, in kind of diving into here. For one, <laughs> you know, you bring up Adfly. We're talking about your, your music. I think, you know, for one, you have like a generation of music listeners that really value authenticity and vulnerability. And then, just in terms of like the relationship to art, I think there are times when it is good for certain art to be difficult to take in, to engage with. And I think that Badflower and Grandson are two artists that there are times when that is very true. Like that, you're talking about uh, the Badflower album. That's actually a hard album for me to listen to, start to finish. Just because of the weight behind it. And and a lot of music is a similar way. And I mean that as a, as a big compliment, because it, it's challenging you to wrestle with some stuff that is not necessarily comfortable. Yeah, and that's a point that's not always easy for a lot of people to get to as artists or as people, you know, engaging with that art.
3: Yeah, there's that old quote that it should, you know, uh, what is it? Like comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. Yeah, you know? yeah. There I, you I know. certainly gravitate to music that is evocative in that way. And it when I'm in like a particularly good mood, I'm just – that is not the place from which I feel compelled to write. I, yeah. I really do – like living my life and then when I'm in a shit mood that's when I feel like I got to get it out and get back to feeling good and I use songwriting to do that so um and you know this is the level of connection you can only connect with people as deep as you're prepared to go as yeah. as, as vulnerable as you're willing to be into the black void of your phone if you can stand in front of this thing and go this is me this is what i'm going through these are my my flaws only i think people can only connect with you on the depth that you can give them that and maybe that's not true at the pop megastar level but at least for for rock and roll i think that there is that you've got to be able to um take these uncomfortable feelings and and bear them. And I think that that's what creates lifelong fans, you know, not just a moment, but, but who's tattooing the lyrics of that one song, who's showing up for their fifth, sixth, seventh show. Like that's what I want. That's, that's the, that's the community I want to build. And, you know, getting into these arenas and stuff would be awesome, but I just want to make sure that like this album above all else is for like, that's, this is for us. Uh, if you've already connected and let me try and get deeper, and then I know from that will come a deepening of this connection. And I I, I love it, it's why I do it.
0: Awesome. So we're we're recording this uh, on the day before album release. Listeners might not be aware of that. I'm very curious. I remember when Death of an Optimus came out, we watched like sort of the listening party or whatnot for that. And and so I'm just I'm really curious, just talking about that vulnerability and authenticity how are you feeling just today? Like as you, you are literally like hours away from everybody being able to hear this thing for the first time, where are you at like mentally?
3: Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of all over the place. I kind of like <laughs> ramp my my manic, like episodic, like excitement it kind of goes up and down in the couple of days leading up to a big thing. And I have two coming up. I have this album coming out, and I'm going on this tour. So, yeah, I'm kind of um, yeah. like hour by hour right now, as far as like <laughs> excited, nervous, yeah. angry, fearful, but above all, I feel good. You know, I, I I did the best that I could to make this album with with intention, and I have a lot to be grateful for as far as the people that were patient with me, the fans that are excited to listen to it. So I'm excited. I'm going to do another one of those really live streamy type things. Mm-hmm. So I'm just focused on getting hydrated right now. I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm about to run a marathon. So I'm just trying to stay hydrated, keep my head in the game because at 9 p.m. Pacific time, I'm going live with a brand new album on, on my phone and I am going to slug some tequila and I am going to treat it like a one man karaoke show. It's going to be really, <laughs> really awesome. jokes.
1: I'm going to have to tune into that. That's for sure. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, it's Uh, going down. (laughs) One of the things I I loved about this album is that the music on it is really, really good. I I love how there was kind of a tie back to older songs with something to hide where the chorus is backed up by an incredible guitar riff. And we noticed that the different soundscape you had mentioned, it got us wondering something we've never really thought to ask. Like exactly how much of this is solely you? and like to what extent are you alone behind the musical elements of your song or are there other people in particular that you credit and playing a big role in putting everything together
3: yeah this album more than other albums in the past i i played more guitar and i did work a little bit m- more um i've always kind of been backseat driving there's a reason that songs with different collaborators still sound like grandson as as you were saying like yeah yeah. i do take you know a lot of pride and and attention to that detail but i mean i found this sound working with my longtime collaborator kevin hissink and if it weren't for kev we would never have found you know the, the riffage the rock and roll the baritone guitar like a lot of that kind of stuff that's now signature grandson i was made working with kev and so it's a it's a rotating cast and crew. I have different friends and collaborators I work on with different songs, and this album in particular was special for me because, like I said, I did work more hands on writing the riffs and stuff than I did in the past. Um, but I also got to work with you know older mentors like Mike Shinoda, Ross Golan, to to like guys that have been around for my career. I've written a lot of songs with, um, but then also I, I, on a song like Drones, I worked with. This kid, this up-and-coming producer or songwriter named Boone, and it's crazy because he's twenty years old now. He's been listening to Grandson since he was like fourteen. You know, he came out of Nashville, moved to LA as a teenager, and is like nasty with these riffs. And now I get to be, you know, the the older guy in the room showing him what I want to get done. And nice. so it's it's been a kind of cool process on this album, especially of both having guys that I look up to to kind of keep my head in line and then having this younger, um, fresh crew, this new class of writers and producers who come in full of ideas, full of energy. And now I get to kind of be the one to chill them out Mm. and help them stay focused on a, on a goal. And that's like, that's, I think something I'm really excited to continue to do as I, continue to grow my career is, is help other creatives kind of have that, that focus in the studio.
1: Yeah. One of the things that The Itch always is uh, very focused on is, is how you know music like this translates live. When I saw you on Shiprock, I've seen, seen you yeah. live before. You're always great. You always bring phenomenal musicians with you. In fact, I got to meet the guys on Shiprock and I believe that they had just learned your set a week prior
3: to uh, yeah, <laughs> go, those going are with some, you. Those are some bad dudes, man. Tobias, the drummer, is still going to be with me on this new run. Um, nice. Sorry, you were in the middle. of huh? I just But no, that's
1: days, that's dude. what I was gonna say. Is actually, I was I was looking forward to uh, asking to see if he, if they were gonna be following with you because I know you are gonna be on tour coming through St. Louis, June sixteenth. Yeah, we're coming through St. Louis. We're throwing
3: down, baby. I'll see you guys
1: there. Yes, oh, yeah. you will. You will definitely.
3: Yeah, I got Tobias Kelly on the drums. I- incredible, incredible yeah. drummer. A lot of technicality in it. Um, bringing in kind of um almost like gospel chops to it. R and B, hip hop. Um, and then I've got this new guitarist named Leo Varela that's coming out with me. He's, he's a producer songwriter as well. So yeah, they're young, they're super talented. So I've definitely been just behind the scenes really trying to tweak what grandson is and, and continue to bring in new energy. And I think that that's a thing about being a solo artist. It's like kind of a necessary muscle to to exercise once in a while or or it atrophies you know like if you don't make changes you don't get good at making changes so I think with this album I was doing so much work trying to make it more and more personal more and more in line with my values and it felt like the right opportunity to take the touring part of it take Mm -hmm. the studio part of it and and just bring in some new muscle and just kind of like yeah, see where it takes us. And I think it's going to be awesome, dude. It's really, I'm, I'm working with an MD who's never done a rock set before. So it's got this musicality from, like I said, gospel, pop, R&B, but it's got riffs and it's got balls and it's going to be <laughs> fucking, it's going to be a, anybody listening. I, I really, I'm not just gassing myself up. I really <laughs> come to a grandson show. It's going to yeah. be really fun. We agree. Yeah, I agree. 100%
0: we also want to, we can't go without saying before we, before we kind of move on to our last couple of questions here, uh, your choice of tour partner, Kayflay, who is fantastic. I've seen her live. And I, when I saw that announcement, I was like, Oh, that is a, that is a pairing that works. That's exciting.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, man. It's really exciting. I love Kayflay's music. I think she's a super, super purposeful, intentional artist in, yep. in a way that I connect with and, and be- behind the scenes, ever since the pandemic started, we just, we ended up realizing we live pretty close to one another. We started kicking it. And like, that's just one of my best, that's one of my best buds, you know? So it's like, yeah. it's really exciting to look at this, like just all of these columns of tour dates and you get kind of overwhelmed. And then you remember you're going to be doing it with your friend and watching a K-Flay show every night. And you're like, <laughs> oh, that's, that's going to be fun. That's going to be cool. So yeah. All right. We got just a couple
0: of minutes left. We wanted to run down. We we have a little section that we kind of ask everybody at rapid the end. Rapid fire. Let's go. The rapid fire. Rapid exactly. fire. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'll do the first one and we'll have Dan and Casey. We'll each have one. I think we should have time. We got a few minutes. Okay.
3: I'll, yep. I'll try not to rant. <laughs> I say, I say if
0: you keep them about a minute or so, we should yeah, be we good. Got, we got four minutes left. Yeah. All right. Let's go then. All, All right. right. A song or an album that changed your life?
3: Um, Marshall Mathers LP all right what about a
1: no skips album the one that you'll listen to from beginning to end without skipping
3: uh i'm gonna give that to you know this is gonna sound kind of random sweet baby james james taylor all right
2: Ooh. i like that
3: just folk classic
0: <laughs> since you are moving quickly i think we'll slide another one in here yeah, <laughs> Keep
3: it <coming>. yeah well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going i'm going i'm with
2: it uh what's a band that everyone should see live
3: you know, a band, there's a lot of them. I love live music. A band that I think everyone should see live. There's an incredible band out of the UK called Fontaine's DC. I loved their live set last summer. Um, Nova Twins, great yes, live set. Yes, um, yes, absolutely. A couple others off the top. I love a Cleopatra set. Those dudes are yep. rip. Those dudes are awesome. And, uh, yeah, that'll wet your whistle. That we will start there. <laughs> All right.
1: Two more. What about a dream collaboration?
3: Dream collaboration of mine is probably Skrillex. Probably okay. Skrillex. Oh, that would be cool. That would just, you know, just seeing him resurge for the, like the seventh time with a new <laughs> genre and just always so good. It was such a big part of what got me into making music. Yeah. that The grandson Skrillex collab. That's, that's one, that's like my dream. That's seems so natural like this needs to oh, be a thing already it's, it's my dream that's my <laughs> dream and then there's also the the shelved uh panic state project there's there's <laughs> a, there's like some grandson collab eps that never came out because of the pandemic and my dream is to see some of that through right cuz people need it the people yes. need some of
0: that super stuff. cool
3: we do yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right last one uh an artist more people should know
3: an artist that more people should know Oh, an artist more people should know. There's a lot that come to mind because, uh, you know what? I'm going to give Des Rocks a shout. I love the new- Yes, hey. we've <laughs> interviewed him. I love his new song. <laughs> I think that this new one, Never Ending Moment, is like this like Led Zeppelin epic. Yes, yep. yeah. yes. the who. Operatic. Yep. Yes. It's, yep. it's so good. And I just feel like fans of Greta Van Fleet, fans of- classic rock like you yep. all should be up on this guy he he yes. is born in the wrong era he really <laughs> he totally he's he totally a star. spend time with him that's who he is he's really walking around new york city in like a leather <laughs> <Yeah>. jumpsuit like <laughs> yep. in yep. the middle of the summer he's really about it you know? <laughs> but i think more people should know about this yeah he is that's, amazing that's a great has amazing to fans it. too yeah. Yeah, totally. And we've toured together and he's a great guy. His band is super nice guys. So yeah, much love to those dudes.
1: I just wanted to wrap up by saying for one, thank you very much. This has been such a pleasure. The other thing is too, is that this interview is kind of full circle for us. We started this podcast about three years ago when we started, we hadn't even thought about doing interviews. And I believe one of your PR people reached out to us and was like, Hey, we saw you were talking about grandson. Would you like to interview him? We're like, uh, Yeah and then you know they ask for numbers is a good pr person would do to make sure that they're not wasting your time and we didn't have the numbers obviously it was 6 months and so
0: or the experience with interviews yeah yeah, yeah
1: we yeah because we didn't even have any interviews so here we are 3 years later now man that is so cool we've interviewed around 40 different guests and like you, you're yes yeah, so. let's go
3: man Come on, <laughs> but thank you
1: very much for this this has been huge I'm
3: super happy to hear that happy for you guys and thank you for the time and uh i'll see you in st louis yes you will awesome. thank you let me know we'll get you guys tickets on me and you can bring dean we'll hang out <laughs> all right oh, oh. <laughs> okay I'll have to. all right we'll have
1: to do that Thanks for the time, (laughs) you guys. Have a good one. Thank you very
3: much. We got you. Thank
1: you very much for everything. Have
2: a great one. Bye, guys. (laughs)
3: Bye-bye. We are not alone. Can you keep a secret? Because you never know.
2: That was our conversation with grandson and short and sweet i i i loved that we
1: got to touch upon a lot of subjects uh obviously i would have loved to talk to him much much longer but it was media day for him and we didn't want to take up too much of his time um especially since he was probably talking to 10 other people in the yeah. next like 20 minutes or so
2: and yeah. as he said he had to hydrate for his uh album release party yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. So the one thing I did not get to mention, I apologize, is that so the night before we did this interview, as mentioned in the intro, we actually were hanging out with RJ Hale and Hailstorm and Taylor Carroll. It was it was insane. Okay, Uh, we'll talk about that in a couple episodes. Just crazy. Uh but one of the things that RJ Hale mentioned to me, he's like, because we we're telling him, oh yeah, tomorrow we're, we're interviewing grandson. He's like, oh man, I love grandson. He's like, you got to tell him, you got to tell him I love him. And he's like, one of my favorite songs. I don't know what the name of it is, but it's one that goes, oh no. And then he starts singing like the whole chorus. And he's like, I don't know what the name of it is. It's, it's that one, oh no. And I'm like, dude, it's called, oh no.
0: It's the one that's oh no.
1: <laughs> and he's like, I, and so for one, it was absolutely surreal to have RJ Hale singing grandson to me in my ear like like yeah. right in front of me like telling me oh I love grandson. <laughs> so uh shout out shout out to you grandson from uh, RJ Hale. Yes.
2: And yes. I forgot to tell you that my apologies. Well, we were trying to rapid fire the interview questions. And I didn't want to like name drop on the interview. No, no, like, no, no.
1: Oh, no. yeah. I mean, we, did, we 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 kind of did. But uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it we felt it was appropriate to try to break the ice. But yeah, so I, it was it was just awesome.
0: And such an insightful interview with grandson. He in general is just a thoughtful person. Yes. Yeah. And you can tell when you speak to him the intention that he has behind the actions that he takes and and what he records and what he puts out and and all that. And, and you see him wrestling with with all these different things in this album, kind of building off of the rest of his career up until this point, and now he's kind of got a little bit of an inward focus, and there's a lot of dealing with the relationship between an artist and their fan base, and that kind of thing. And it's just it was cool to hear him understand so well what he was trying to communicate. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. The other thing that I loved about this interview is that he really enlightened me about something I had never even thought about. Is that you know when you're an artist like he is, and you're you're you know, communicating with your fans and you're getting to know them and what your music means to them, that you build a, a special bond, a relationship with all of these people. And just because the vast majority that you're, you know, the people that you're dealing with, you know, unfortunately there's, there's going to be some tragedies that happen along the way. And I, I never, I never even would have like imagined that, like, you know, just, Oh, what well, you know, that fan is, is no longer here. And, and just having to deal with that almost feeling of, you know, exactly like what he alludes to in one of his songs but like just that feeling of knowing that person and then all of a sudden that person's not here anymore it's just i never like thought about how much that
2: would weigh on somebody like that it's it's interesting that you bring that up because that's kind of i i had a thought about our our friend andy who recently was in a coma from being in a tornado at a concert so but he's He's recovering and doing well, so shout out to you, Andy. Hope you're hope you're doing good. But that was one of the things that I thought of too, just because it could it could be over in in a blink of an eye, out of out of nowhere. So,
1: yeah, and that's I mean, we definitely that even just hearing about that was was tragic, and and so I, I can't imagine having to to deal with those tragedies, you know, all the time uh, as as an artist and and how much that would weigh on you if you're really connected to your fans as many of these artists are nowadays.
2: Yeah. And it, the other thing that I thought was interesting is he brought up the Linkin Park connection. But it seems like Jordan is in a really good place as I mean like he, he still wrestles with with social commentary and and things that are that weigh on his on his heart, but he he seems positive about most things and and that's that's always good to see. Yeah, I agree.
0: So the new album, I love you. I'm trying is out right now. Grandson will be out on the road all summer. He is pretty well booked now through about August or so throughout the US and Canada. And for at least a pretty good chunk of that, he will be touring with K. Flay, who we heard a little bit about in the conversation. And um, you'll you'll be hearing again from us, I think, about that in in sometime in June when the itch has had a chance to see that live show. Yeah, that we're definitely looking forward to.
1: Yeah, he uh, actually invited my whole family out, so I'm I'm kind of really excited about that, and the boys are super excited. Oh my I god, I bet, I bet, because <laughs> um, it's going to be their first concert. So I, I'm going to have to get some earplugs and and hope, you know, hope
0: for the best. <laughs> Did you have Dean watch back to see that part at the end? No, oh, no uh, you yet. have to show him that. <laughs> I thought it was great. This is a little side note, you know, grandson. Good with children, interestingly enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was impressed at the fact that he met Dean at the beginning of that conversation and then mentioned him by name 40 minutes later at the end. I forget people's names instantaneously when I meet them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) He remembered despite having a conversation with us and probably half a dozen other conversations that day as he does press day.
2: So yeah, that was was impressive. Yeah, very impressive. I agree.
1: (laughs) I mean, I do have some unique child names, though. Dean and Jacoby.
2: Yeah, so. there's that. There is that.
0: Hey, let's send a video of Jacoby to Jacoby from Papa Roach. And that's how we'll get him to come on the show. I, I, I bet you I could. Look <laughs> at this adorable child pleading for you to come on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say no to this, can you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, uh, that's how we reach the pinnacle right there. use use the kids as ammunition yep so thank you very much to grandson for visiting our podcast we truly appreciate his presence and i hope that you enjoy his album that's out now i love you i'm trying i'm sure that the grandkids will enjoy it it seems like it's dedicated directly to them so thank you very much for listening to the itch my name is dan i'm casey and i'm aaron and until next time i love you we're trying to If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode,
0: please subscribe and tell a friend about The Itch.
2: Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night.
1: And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.